Hey everyone, my name's Josh. And my name's Will. And you're listening to The Standpoint Podcast. The show where we voice our standpoint. On everything health, fitness and lifestyle. We hope you enjoy the show. Alright, crew. So, uh, Welcome back to The Standpoint Podcast. Yeah, a bit of a different um, schedule I suppose we're going to roll with this time. Mm. Going to be a little bit, uh, yeah, just a bit different. Yeah, well, I think with, you know, coming up with... Uh, episode topics um and i think before maybe we get into this so obviously we announced that we're going to launch a 3pc podcast too so that's gonna uh be a little bit different to the standpoint podcast so we've got the um two podcasts running now so we're like you know the 3pc podcast purely going to be for health and fitness you know related topics um you know everything training nutrition recovery we're going to wrap that up in that podcast and discuss that there um, which we're really excited about and we're going to launch within the next week or so. Um, when we can be bothered recording. Yep, when we get those episodes done. So that's really exciting, looking forward to. But then it come back to, well, we still want to keep the Standpoint podcast um, for everything, I guess, that we want to talk about non-health and fitness related, which, you know, we do talk a lot about, you know, outside of that. Yeah. And it was just Our like... lives do revolve around other stuff, fitness, but yep. also other stuff. Um so yeah, it was like, well, let's come up with some episode topics for that. And I'm like, well, what, what can we talk about now if we're not going to talk about health and fitness? And then I guess it sort of just dawned on us. It's like, there's so much other shit happening <laughs> that we just chat about generally. Like, let's just throw that into the podcast because I know uh, for everybody listening and probably already listening to all the other standpoint episodes that we've done, um, you know, they like all the random stuff too, I guess, or the tangents that we go on and the the... I guess, I don't know. Yeah, like get around the, the diversity that we offer in our sure. podcast for yeah. just random conversational topics that we bring up. Yeah, and yeah. if you look at and we're just thinking about some of the other, I guess, key events happening in the world right now, there's so much that we could talk about. So it's like, yeah. why don't we just put that all into an episode um, and see where it goes. Yeah, and voice our standpoint on it. So maybe before we get into some of those more, um, I guess, you know, touching topics or more pressing topics let's 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 like dive into ourselves a little bit and let's like talk about what we've been up to so lately yourself you've just like not undermining what we do <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it close to home so uh you've obviously just launched the book blog yeah um book blog. Uh, you've had a few questions about that so maybe let's just it's like have i <laughs> no i have um Oh, yeah. So I started for people that don't know how you pronounce it is mammoth. Mm. And it was the main question, actually. People have yeah, asked. Yeah. Like, how do you pronounce it? It's mammoth. And I've changed it on the website and whatnot. But it's just when I was on Instagram, I couldn't get the handle mammoth. So mm. I had to put the X in. Um, and I saw someone do it with wealthy. They took out the A, I think, of wealthy. And they put the X there instead. And I kind of, you read it and you're like oh it's just wealthy so i thought it'd be the same with mammoth but not really the case um i think people are just so um i don't know like proper in the way they yeah. go about things yeah and people are like is it, is it max muth <laughs> <And stuff laughs> like, that's what i was getting and i'm like fuck i don't know i just thought it was mammoth like, yeah. i sort of got it I yeah was that's just like i don't know it could be a millennial thing yeah uh, who, yeah probably yeah I, I don't know yeah they were quite proper even mum didn't know she was mm. like yeah she didn't even bother trying to pronounce it um I don't know how I really thought of the name. I just like, just came up like Mammoth. I thought it was quite like a strong, bold name. Yeah. Um, 
So that's kind of how I came up with that. But um, yeah, I was talking to one of my mates in Sydney and he, um, we're just talking like we haven't spoken oh, probably like 18 months and he's had a kid and stuff and we're talking about books and just life in general. And then I really got deep delving into the whole point of how I'm, you know, writing my books on, on Notion is mm-hmm. the app that we use. Yeah, you and like to take notes on yeah, your books. Yeah, like take notes. And he's like, why don't you just do a blog? And then, um, yeah, kind of like one thing led to another. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of pointless just sitting on my laptop where no one else can read it. Mm. And it's almost, I feel you learn better if you teach. Oh, you do. Yeah, like yeah. trying to teach someone else it. Yeah. And um, it's been funny, like even at the gym, people have asked about it. And just trying to articulate what you've learned to them is quite, it differs from person to person mm-hmm. what you're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. So, um, therefore, like instilling more of the, the knowledge into you, into myself, I suppose. Yeah, um, definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. So, nah. that's been cool anyway. So, that's just, yeah, a bit of like a, a time filler, I suppose. Yeah. Nothing that I really want from it. It's more just a hobby, I yeah, guess. Yeah, share share that info with the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I do. I totally agree though. Like I think, yeah. What's the point of, I guess, from the books that you're reading, you're trying to learn things and you're trying to get takeaways, um, which is good and you will get them, yeah. but you are going to increase it more. You're going to get more away from it when you are trying to, yeah, like you said, teach it to other people or mm. um, I guess just share what you've learned. I think it just makes you reflect on it a bit more. And I think like, you know, if you just kept the notes to yourself, you probably they'd be a little bit more simple, but because you're putting them out there for others to read now, you probably put a little bit more yeah. effort into them. Yeah. So uh, you have to think about it a little bit more. You know, it's like when I write notes, like they start to get real messy and whatever. But if I knew that someone else is going to be looking at them, I'd just try to make them look a bit more yeah. proper. So neaten them up a bit. Um, yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a good way. Um, well, anyway, good way to do, do something, I suppose. Yeah. I thought uh, it's just, um, yeah, like always, been a hobby for the past kind of 18 months yeah and i thought i may as well just put something out there that's have you had many people give feedback on the books or like um like have any read similar books or anything like that or i've had quite a few people buy the green lights book um yeah because of my review not fucking (laughs) blowing gas up my own ass here but you know promo code for it yeah (laughs) um so anyway, yeah, so quite a few people. And even like I find people suggesting books mm. is funny. Like yeah. um, quite a few people have said like Atomic Habits, put something up on my story the other day, which was just asking people for books. Got quite a few random recommendations mm. and I was, I'd never think to, never think to actually um, read or listen to those books. Yeah. And then they put them up and I was thinking, oh, might not be a bad way to expand your knowledge, I suppose. Yeah. It's interesting though. Because how, how would you go? What's your process for choosing the next book that you read? Talking to my mate about this, Dan. Yeah. He was saying um, how he struggles to find good books. I now just download bestsellers mm. or just ones that I think look good. And... Um, like you kind of filter through some shitty books, but then eventually you'll find a gold nugget. And yeah. then from there you just keep filtering through. Yeah. But it's like, by the time you've searched and tried to find that gold nugget, you could have, gone you could have gone through. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and one of them might've been good. Yeah. yeah. That's a good uh, way to put it. And it's funny because a lot of the books actually, when you got to break them down, they all reiterate very similar points. Um, I mean, one, for example, I was thinking about it before was 
with Matthew McConaughey's book Green Lights, he talks about how you got the yellows and reds mm-hmm. and how you have to stop at the yellows and the reds and um, we don't like them, but they're necessary in life. Mm. And then in Jordan Peterson's book, which is my next book that I'm mm-hmm. reviewing or blogging, supposed to doing cliff notes for, yeah. is uh, he talks about the same thing, how you should voluntarily put yourself in scenarios which are um, some would find troublesome yeah. um, and that will help you grow as a person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're reiterating the same point. Yeah. It's, it's just they've articulated it differently. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. Um, so good it brought it up. I was thinking about this before getting in the shower or even while I was in the shower. You know, you used to have some of your fucking, like, you used to have those deep thoughts in yeah, the shower. Yeah. Like, you do some of your best thinking in the shower, I think, personally. Um, it's always when you don't have your phone on you or like a fucking notepad. Mm. I find mm. I do... Like driving? Yeah, I do mm. my best thinking in the shower or when I'm like doing like a my stretching, like which I like do on an app on my phone. So it's like I can't access my yeah. phone. And I'm like, fuck, like I'm in 20 minutes in the middle of something. I can't stop. But I want to go write notes down, but I'm doing something to distract. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrying on from what you just said, wh- whether I'm reading like a book or um, listening to a podcast or like an interview with someone or even just someone's, I don't know, someone's quotes or whatever, mm. um, someone of influence as well. Like I always love to see uh, reoccurring themes, like you just said, especially when it's from different books. It's like you know, anyone can write a book and put it out there and you can write whatever the fuck you want in that book, to yeah, be honest, like, yeah. you know, um, whether you're a professionally in that field or not. But so when you see something which you think, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, there's real, there's no real way to know if that's, I guess, an accurate representation of how things should be. But then mm. when you start to see, like you just said, that theme in another book or another person's talked about that and then someone else has talked about that, that's when you start to get a sense of, oh yeah, this stuff sort of makes sense now. Um, so I think that's one thing that I, yeah, I really try to do as well. Um, yeah, typically in books or podcasts is, uh, if there's something that I think I'd see as like a major takeaway from it, I try and see if that theme's popping up elsewhere as well. Yeah. Um, 100%. Especially yeah, in books, I think it's, it's super important. Yeah. Holds merit. It's one of those, um, yeah, I don't know. One of those yeah weird things that it's like, it, it pops up and it's articulated differently by a complete different person mm. but it's they're quite common themes running through all different books yeah and even like man search for meeting and green light same thing they both say using sense of humor mm-hmm. to get through troublesome times yeah um and they're complete different people but it's, it's still the same yeah, message yes. that they're trying to get across i think that's where you start to find those underlying like themes and principles yeah which i guess a lot of these people authors or um these books in general are trying to mm. um, get out there. Um, Do you know what I hate with books? Sorry, did I cut you off? No, no. Oh. Was um, when you read a book and it's got too much knowledge in it mm. and you can't actually process all of the knowledge yeah. through it. Yeah. It's like every sentence is a good takeaway point. I find that it's almost too hectic because it's you're trying to unravel so much and keep yeah. digging that it's like, you just get lost and overwhelmed by everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's always like, yeah, it's, there's definitely some that are like that. And it's just like, you sometimes got to find, like you said, the nuggets themselves in that mm. particular book or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So like, I'll, I'll, I haven't finished certain books because it's been like that. And I'm like, no, yeah. I just can't, yeah. can't even get through all of that. But 
Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Anyway, enough um, about book blogs. Mm. Let's move on. Maybe let's talk about your uh, half Ironman mm. that you did on the weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh, you did well. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. It's a good challenge. Um, yeah, just obviously in the lead up to my full Ironman, so eight weeks away from that. Um, this is pretty much a last event uh, that I'll do before that one. So, yeah, no, it was, it was really cool. Um, people that don't know what a half Ironman is, it's like a, a 2K swim, 90-kilometer bike, and then a 21K run. So um, I've done a few smaller ones in the lead up to that, and that's the biggest one that I've done, uh, which is a really good challenge for the body. Like, it took over five hours. But, um, yeah, like, got through it, like, quite well to be honest like going it's quite a big jump from anything i've done before so um yeah no it was just more like a big training session in the lead up to the full ironman but it's yeah pretty cool to do something um that large um considering the amount of training i've done and just to sort of see how my training's progressed and how much fitter i've gotten and how much better at that sport in particular i've gotten it's always good to go out and actually test it mm. like the training compared to the events they're so different yeah 100%. so um, yeah, no, it was a lot of fun, but it was yeah, a really good challenge. Mm. Yeah. Mm. No, because how long did it take to finish it? Five, just over five hours. Yeah, so it was like five hours and seven minutes, which is a long time to be working out. Yeah. But, yeah, in saying that, it's it's so much quicker when you do it in an event. Mm. Like, and I feel like any event you do in general, like um, if you're just working out solo, even if you just go go for a run by yourself if you go for like a one hour run that hour feels so long but i find if you're doing it when there's heaps of other people around like it just goes so much quicker yeah i agree um so that definitely helps like i've done five hour training sessions before um like by myself and that's yeah it's just it's not a fun time whereas the event there was so much happening there's so many like so much uh so many people around and um your mind's always occupied Mm. which it just keeps you busy so that definitely helps, which is, um, I think, what makes those sort of long endurance events so much more bearable. You had, like, people as well giving you water bottles and stuff. Yeah, so... I just thought that was, like, a cool point. Just, like, <laughs> I feel like... Because it was in your video that you put up when you finished the race and that little girl's, like, holding out the towel. Mm. Just love how you ran up and just kind of snatched out of her hand oh, and yeah, kept I going. I even... Like, <laughs> I actually don't even remember that, I'd like, until I posted that video and then i saw that and i was like what the fuck did i yeah. grab but then like uh yeah like i just i was so fucked by the time you get to the end of the line i was just like gr- yank that yeah reminds um, me of like tennis players you know when they get like the ball boys to bring them over stuff yeah, yeah. and some of them like roger federer i don't know could be because he's been in the sport for a long time will like give him a little head rub yeah, and like yeah. say thanks and you've got like a newbie who just like snatches it off of them yeah no i was like i guess the yeah, to them, they probably, they're so focused on something else. Yeah. That is, that's just all sort of almost like background noise. Yeah. But yeah, even on the bike legs, so because you're three hours on the bike and you can only carry so much like hydration with you and food with you and that. So they've got people handing out water bottles on the bike too. So you sort of got to throw out your empty bottles and then as you ride past these guys, you sort of make eye contact with them and grab a bottle off of them. But you got to like slow down obviously because they're standing still mm. and you're flying past. And I thought I'd, I remember I grabbed one off one guy. I thought I slowed down enough, but obviously I didn't. I was still going like 20 k's an hour on the bike, and I, which I thought was slow enough. But this guy's just standing there, and I didn't even. You don't take into account the fact that he's holding a full water bottle, which is obviously quite heavy. Yeah. 
So as I've taken this bottle off of him, it's just like fully like, it's almost like pushed me off of the bike because oh. of like the impact of like, you know, someone standing still and you're trying to grab something with force Yeah, at that sort of speed. But yeah, anyway, no, it was a, yeah, good event, a good challenge. Definitely pull up quite sore from doing something like that. But just good to see um, all your training come to fruition when you're training for something in particular. Mm. You know, you spend a lot of hours doing something. Um, good to see it, I guess, pay off in a sense. Yeah. Um, and then also good to just go out because training's been so you know, um, so particular, like it's just good to go out and not have to worry about a certain training session that you have to do or whatever. You just go out and you sort of just go for it. Yeah. Like you sort of let, let off the leash almost yeah. in a sense, which is, um, yeah, which is fun. But, uh, yeah, so that was the half event, which took five hours and there were eight weeks until I do the full event, which is completely double all those distances. So again, it would be an, another good challenge and yeah, looking forward to that. Can you predict your time for the next, I'd say like going off of just from half marathon to marathon, I mean, you can kind of tell, you can't just double the time and say yeah. like it'd be 10 hours. It's normally a little bit. No, nah, def- definitely doesn't work like that. Yeah. No way. Like, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it would be, uh, it, definitely a compounding effect, mm. um, in like, you know, your fatigue and, uh, just everything in general, the, the pain, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, the longer you go, the worse and worse it gets. So I think the full, I mean, I got no idea. Um, I think I'll just try and aim for around the 11 hour mark. Mm-hmm. This one was good too. Cause I had, um, I was doing it with, you know, a few other people that I knew, like my coach and a few of his athletes. And then like, uh, you know, like Jimmy, mm-hmm. who we know is like, like a good friend. So doing it with him and they were all sort of ahead of me the whole time. So I had someone to chase, Yeah, which was good because I'm so bad at swimming. Um, I always end up at the back of the pack out of the, like the very start of the race. So um, it gives me someone to chase at the start, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. kind of cool, which I think would be really hard if you were the best at something, always having to lead the way. Yeah. I feel like that would really like make it difficult. Yeah. You got no one to chase, like you got to set the pace. Mm-hmm. That'd be really hard. Um, feel like even in just like anything like car racing formula yeah. one like leading the whole time would be would be so tough yeah like you, when you've got something to chase it makes it so much easier 100 percent. but um, find um even with mountain bike riding i can relate to it mm. like good friend dan that i mountain bike ride with even just following him i find is so much better because mountain bike riding is a little bit different in the sense of you have to pick your lines mm. so um Oh, like there's one spot where you ride up at Eagle on the Hill and it's pretty much just like dipping up and down with like drops and rocks and everything. Yeah. And anyway, you can kind of go around and swerve through them all. I'm doing these hand signals because we're <laughs> filming. Um, you can swerve around them or you can kind of just go straight down the middle and like it looks gnarlier, but it's more proficient to go through that way because you're not having to maneuver the bike so much. Yeah, yeah. And I started off by doing it cutting through and going around all the corners yeah, yeah. and then i followed dan and he just went straight down the middle mm. and it's more daunting but it's almost easier in a sense because you got a good line to pick yeah, yeah. find that'd be the same as yeah. like you said like running like also winning probably be the, the same as if he fucks up and falls yeah. off or crashes or something you're like oh, don't do that yeah <laughs> legit but yeah no it's interesting but um yeah i guess i don't know it's just a different way to look at something but um I guess tying it all back in anyway, it's just a good, 
good training for something and mm. good getting, you know, kicking goals, I suppose, yeah. getting shit done. Yeah. Which is good. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, so eight weeks out now until the full Ironman, which is going to be cool. So that's in Cairns. So, um, yeah, that's going to be weird. Like, eight weeks, like this year's just going so quick. That'll So that'll come fast. But it's like, I haven't traveled um, at all since COVID. So, yeah, I think that's just going to be like weird in itself. And it's you don't even know if shit's going ahead because of COVID. It's just so funny these days. COVID can literally like come in and like last week it just shut down Queensland. Yeah. Like out of the blue. Yeah. And like New South Wales. So it can just, it can happen like at the snap of the fingers now. Mm. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I think that whole aspect is really weird too. Like just the whole travel thing. I'm just going to find that real bizarre. Yeah. Like going back to an airport at the moment. Yeah. It'd be weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Did you bring that up on purpose to tie us into the next point or was that just... Well, I thought it would be a good yeah. tie-in. I thought it's just going to be... That's one thing I've been thinking about anyway, but I thought... um yeah, just fucking fingers crossed. Like, well, I was, the other one that you're supposed to yeah, do, yeah, just got cancelled. Yeah. So I was meant to do Ironman Port Macquarie, which would have been May 2nd. So like two weeks away, three mm-hmm. weeks away. Um, and that got cancelled recently. Um, it got cancelled last year because of COVID. And then um, they moved it to this year. So May 2nd, which was meant to go ahead. Um, and I ended up transferring out of that one and changing it to Cairns, which is four weeks later. And the reason I did that is because my coach and a whole bunch of his athletes are going to that one. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, I'll just Makes go sense. with them and I know some people up there. So luckily transferred all of that. And then all of a sudden all the flooding happened in New South Wales, which is just like That's the amount scary. of shit that COVID has canned this year yeah. and like has ruined events wise. Um, and then for it to be canceled due to a non COVID related incident is just so unlucky. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one got cancelled. So now I've been pushed to the Ironman Cairns, which is good. But then again, it's just like you just never know these days. Like COVID can just happen at the drop of a hat. Um, and I guess it does tie into our next point, which we're going to talk about is travel in general. Mm. Well, I think we're going to talk about the COVID vaccine. Yeah. But I think also what you touched on um, when we were chatting off air, it was like COVID passports yeah. and how they're starting to become a thing now. Yeah. Obviously, with so many people, especially overseas, becoming vaccinated. It's it's a weird concept. I was listening to Russell Brand, I was telling you, um, and the way he was talking and trying to pull apart the um, COVID passport and he mm. was trying to look at the uh, the repercussions of it. Yeah. And he was saying... Yeah. So essentially like it's like a essentially a passport for people allowing them to travel only if they've had the COVID vaccine. Yeah, well it's yeah. it's even more specific than that. So it can be like Adelaide Oval may require you to have a COVID passport. Mm-hmm. So you can only go to the football. So it's like yeah. it's like having a passport of nationality, but it's like this is your passport of having yeah. being vaccinated. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And then only certain events will allow you to go if you're vaccinated. Mm. Um and it's funny because they're saying that they weren't going to roll this out, yet it started just to roll out mm. um, throughout yeah the world. So I think the UK is pretty onto it, and then the US is speculating about doing it. Yeah. But now it's not even coming to the point where the government are rolling it out. It's just coming down to coming down to the business itself. Yeah. So it could be like us. We could even yeah something we could enforce if yeah. we wanted to. We could just enforce that you have yeah. to have a COVID vaccine. That is really bizarre. Similar to Qantas, how they said you can't travel overseas if you're um not vaccinated. Mm. So yeah, it's quite bizarre. 
but um, I don't know. I just thought thinking about it and thinking that it'll probably come to fruition being in S like I feel like in Australia it could become a thing. Yeah. It's weird because it's like, I think the biggest problem now with the vaccine is the question of people, um, you know, like trusting it. Yeah. And yeah. people have the right. It's like of, um, you know, whether they can get it or not, mm. they have the freedom to choose. But when you start to put in something in place like that, your freedom becomes a lot less. Yeah. Like it's, it's being taken away. Yeah. Like, you know, um, there's a certain level of freedom, but it's like, well, you're not going to be able to do all these things then. Yeah. So uh, what's your take on it? You, uh, what's your take the, on the vaccine? The vaccine itself. I find it quite bizarre, the vaccine itself. And the reason why I've been talking to a few people about it was just with all other viruses, they haven't seemed to found a cure. Mm. And I talk about, I was talking to them about AIDS, um, you know, all the, all the other viruses basically yeah. and saying how AIDS has been around for so long yet they still don't have a cure for it. Mm. And then they've got this COVID um, vaccine within 12 months yeah. of it becoming and um, planting itself on the world, I mm. suppose, and, and changing the world. And I find that quite quite quick and almost too soon for them i could be undermining the technology that they have yeah. and the funding that they've had to well, i think that's make probably it. like the argument on yeah. the other side of that but then i think it's also i don't know how good technology is to um predict the later outcomes of getting the vaccine at this point yeah you know yeah yeah it's it's one of those things because I think it's like obviously you look at the impact that COVID had on the world um, like it's because you look at those other viruses and they've had big impacts and whatnot and uh, different you know illnesses and whatever that have been out there but it's never really completely stopped the world mm. whereas COVID literally put a halt on everything you know international travel the economy everything like that had such yeah. a massive impact so I think the response to that had to be so massive that literally almost everything, you know, to a degree was put into finding a cure and a solution for it. So hence why, you know, I don't know. I, cause I just don't know enough about vaccines yeah. and it's probably fair enough to say that, you know, um, any advice that we give on that is probably taken with a grain of salt because we know it's an area that we know very little about, but I think it's more so interesting just the, the fact of, I guess, where we come from and our standpoint on it from people who aren't, you know, educated on that. Because you look at most people in, I think, the healthcare system seem to be really supportive of the vaccine. Um, and, you know, I guess they're the ones that when it comes to your health, you're going to trust. But then you're getting people on the other side of the fence who are so anti-vaccine. Um, and, you know, it's just... It, puts you in an awkward situation and i think when we talk about like the covid passports and stuff and the vaccine passports and whatever you were saying it's just like it's almost like a in a sense becomes like a discrimination type of issue mm -hmm. um and it's like this whole new this whole new thing which has just been created from nothing um and all of a sudden it's like starting to uh split people apart um, well, it hasn't, well, it's only just starting to happen. It's, and it's probably going to become worse. Yeah. Um, it's just a really interesting 
issue because it's making it's forcing people to choose almost mm-hmm. um and uh, it's you know obviously the government it's too hard for them to come out and just say you have to get get something done because that is taking your freedom away but putting you in a position to choose puts you against other people because there's always going to be people on one side yeah. of, of um, a scenario. So whenever you're forced to choose, it makes things really hard. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It adds another layer of diversification to humans as a whole. Mm. Like we've had so much in the past 12 months being, you know, the Black Lives Matter campaign. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, like even just with this whole COVID stuff, like people not pro- oh, Trump versus Biden in America. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's been so many different um, things which people have taken a stand on, and I feel this could just give another leg for people to take a stand on in the sense of it. It makes an us versus them yeah, whole yeah. scenario. Yeah, and I think that could be catastrophic to a degree. If it comes to a point where people start protesting, you know, about getting the vaccine or even with the people, did you hear about the the elderly, um, two elderly people when they had the vaccine, they had four times the dose or something. Yeah. 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 yeah, And like that caused an uproar. Yeah. So I feel the government's got to play it very, and people administering it have to play it very safe. Mm. Um, in the sense of what they they do, yeah. just because it's such an you're skating on thin ice right now. Oh, absolutely, and, and everyone seems to. It just seems that this day and age, like you know, people are voicing their opinions a lot more. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to do so. Obviously, yeah. So, um, you know, there can be an uproar about almost anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's definitely interesting. I think as well as well, it's just really shown a uh, shining a light on, you know, how much control a government can have as mm. well um you know like for them to completely stop your ability to travel and it's like i guess you'd never if, if someone went back two years ago and told you that you probably think it's never going to happen mm. but now you look at where we are and it's like you literally can't travel overseas yeah um and it's like for how long can they actually keep that in place and i was saying before it's like it's a it's such a big part i think it's such a big part of people's like culture in a sense where I think it's like for people to travel and explore, Mm. it's almost human nature in a sense. Yeah. And it's like... Definitely in Australia, it's huge. Yeah. So I understand them limiting that to a certain degree for a period of time, but it's like how long can they actually do that for um, before it does start to have an impact on your, you know, your freedom and your your rights as a human being? Yeah. Yeah. How long can a government keep Keep you you. trapped essentially? So it's a very, you know strong way to put it but um because you understand why obviously to protect you know people and protect mm. the virus from coming in and you look at australia they've obviously done like an amazing job of it so they're doing it really well but for a year or two okay but then it starts like four years all right well you know that's starting to become a really big part of people's lives like mm. anything longer than that and it's like well you're probably pushing the boundaries yeah. um and then you said then it becomes the issue of oh, well, you can travel if you have the vaccine. Mm. And it's like, oh, well. If you don't want the vaccine, then do you still travel? It's a whole kettle of fish. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't have the vaccine, though, and you do travel and you can track COVID, was talking to you about this before, Mm. on um, Joe Rogan's podcast, talking with Matt Fraser, and he was saying how he got COVID. And it was for him, um, 
He said he was fine. He just lost his taste and couldn't smell for a little bit. Yeah. And he said I was fine. Like I was, I was just dawdling around the house doing my thing still. Um, he said the worst part about it was that he couldn't taste his coffee or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So um, you look at it from that point and then 92%, I think that's the stats, don't quote me on it, yeah, but it's, it's, high. it's a very high percentage of people that have been hospitalized or um, been killed by COVID do have been, also had an underlying health yeah health typically like yeah, health issue yeah or, so like obesity or have asthma yeah. or something like that there's always something going on so generally the fit and healthy population when they've contracted covid it's hasn't been anything major yeah. catastrophic yeah um yeah it just it's it makes it more interesting it does mm. make it hard for that population yeah to have to make a choice I yeah suppose. and i just think it's funny coming from a background where we are so involved in health and fitness where it's it's like because we're so involved in it you would be at the higher end of that tier Mm. of health of uh vitality i suppose in a to a degree yeah but then also because it affects our opinion because we haven't been affected by covid yeah and we haven't really known anyone well enough that has been either Mm. um you know, I'm sure my opinion would be different if I had a close family member to me who had had it or had died from yeah, it or true, something. True. So, um, obviously, opinion matters in that sense too. But it's a very interesting topic and scenario in itself. Um, yeah, it's just it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds, mm. especially as the vaccine rollout becomes more prevalent in SA. Yeah, I know it's like we're pretty, we're pretty much I think we're the the state lagging behind. At the moment, I think we've got the least amount rollout percentage. So Dude, we've got the most odds. Who knows if that's a good thing or not? You never know. Yeah. It could be in six months' time you start hearing all these bad things about the vaccine. Otherwise, it could be everyone else has got it and they're all laughing and yeah, we're just jolling behind. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Well, we opened up to New Zealand, which has been good, I suppose. I suppose positive. Positive. Mm. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I suppose. Well, if you are in lockdown and don't want to leave home then uh, the next best thing is to throw on some music and maybe listen to Justin Bieber's new album. Mm, Um, Seems to be all the rage at the moment. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people at the gym all are talking about him and his album that he's released. Yeah. Um, Personally, I'm not like a huge fan of Justin Bieber. Yeah. It wouldn't be my go-to listen if uh, (laughs) if I had to play music. But I don't mind his album. I think it's, it's not a bad bad album mm. i think um if you're like Haley bieber in this sense a whole <laughs> album being dedicated to you yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. like you'd uh, be yeah you'd be pretty pretty stoked with yourself no nah, i gotta admit i actually i enjoy the new album mm. big fan i think because i like i think a lot of it's like softer more acu- acoustic sort of style yeah, which yeah. i like i enjoy that sort of stuff but then beck likes it too and she's listened to it a lot so therefore i'm listening to it anyway um, especially when we're driving two and a half hours like we were on the weekend. Yeah. Um, no, nah, it's good. I, I enjoy it. It's so funny. Like his, how his style has changed so much. Mm. Like imagine being in his shoes, going from like a 12, 14 year old, like little kid who had such a little bitch ass voice, <laughs> but was so popular. Like I hated that shit back then. And now it's like, as he's grown, he's like the more shit that he's released. I've, I've, like enjoyed it more and more yeah it's gotten better but like imagine putting yourself in those shoes like god that guy's probably been through some shit yeah yeah they 
Jordan Peterson talks about it with um, like young age and fame mm. and how it's just so hard because you don't even know who you are as a person at such a young age. Mm. I feel like credit to him because he's gone through the ringer a lot yeah. and fucked up a lot yeah. and then always come out on the other side and almost come out better yeah. every time. Like he's changed a lot um, from what we can see of mm. him. But most people in that scenario, especially like you said at that age, or if they fucked up pretty bad... Like they're just almost wiped off to yeah. planet of the earth. Yeah. So whereas he's just stuck around yeah. and just like kept going. So. He went quiet for a bit, but he's come back. Yeah. But even all the big stars do though. Yeah. They all just like, you know, Ed Sheeran, Beyonce, Jay-Z, like Kanye West, they could go quiet for five years if they yeah. want to. All they need yeah. to do is bring out a new song or an album. Yeah. Uh, everyone's Eminem, like. Yeah, Eminem's you know, bloody. They're just, they're he's people really you're not going to forget. <laughs> yeah. Like you could you literally don't hear from these people for like five to 10 years. And then all of a sudden bang, yeah, out, number true, one, true. Like back in the top, back in the, fi- uh, the limelight. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel, um, a lot of, I've gone back on how he's been very adverse through all of his, uh, events that has happened. I feel, yeah, he's done well in the, in the sense of you look at a lot of other rappers these days and, um, Oh, like kids that are coming up, I suppose, like, yeah. you know, they're, they're 16 to 21, let's say. Yeah. Um, and quite a few of them just OD or yeah. pass away from doing too many drugs because yeah, yeah. they just need to they try and get back in a line with who they are as a person rather than who society is projecting them as to be. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's just, I, I think hats off to him. I mean, I think when he released Baby, I was more so envious that he'd oh, yeah. had such fame. Like yeah. Too, yeah, And Especially like how everybody yeah. at school was like, I love Justin Bieber. All the girls, yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, he's... He's shit. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like listening to Eminem and that back then, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's part of it as well. Now, I think it's like... But it's also gotten to the point where it's like, I guess the people around you aren't... Is that, you know, in love with him? So, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, I like him too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to fit in. I want to be cool as well. <laughs> I'm not as jealous anymore. Yeah. It's funny how that happens though. Like back in the day, it's, it's when you're in high school, especially it's like, if you've, oh, I don't know, like if someone was going to go play AFL mm. or something, or like, you know, playing the big leagues as a sportsman or something mm. like everybody loved them. Oh yeah. And now it's it, society kind of sees, um, I don't know, people from our age. Probably comes with age. Yeah, yeah. They see it more of. Yeah, he's he's done well as a sports star, but that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of that. Yeah, you know, it's also in the back of your mind. It's like, yeah, like yeah, I, like if if we're in the same boat, like I'd I, I'd be there too. Yeah, it's like you know, if I didn't have that injury, like I was, yeah, I'd probably be out yeah. as well. Shit. But, like yeah. Jimmy's come out the other day. Like if I had Seb's, <laughs> Seb's build, I'd play AFL. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. I don't know. I think just as you get older, you just you just yeah give less of a shit. I yeah, suppose. yeah. There's always still that little underlying, you know. Yeah. Like, I guess everyone's got a bit of jealousy in them mm. still, but yeah. So funny though, because you can, going on another tangent, but I suppose that's why we made this podcast what it is, but just the different hierarchies of of things that you can be in the top tier at. Mm. So like they were talking about it with um, Russell Brand and Jordan Peterson mm. were chatting about it. It was on his podcast recently and he was saying, Jordan Peterson was trying to convey the fact of how there's so many different hierarchies mm. one could be playing the flute yeah, yeah um you know and like if that's what you deem to be valuable then you're deemed then 
you'll be seen as valuable in that person's eyes. Yeah. And it's the same as, you know, sports. Like if people have had a bad, I don't know, let's say someone got into a relationship with a sportsman and it ended poorly and now they've got a negative um, what? association Yeah, association with that that type of person. Yeah. Then that hierarchical position doesn't account for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be something else. Yeah. I just find that quite quite fascinating yeah i think it's everyone has their uh, like groups mm, you, you, mm. and you do you have your higher you like you have your values yeah and i guess that to you defines your like what you find important mm. in certain things in certain aspects so it's like almost like your fucking like youtube feed i suppose where it's like you end up watching one thing for so yeah. long that it's like you start to your feed becomes suggested to that certain thing. Yeah. Um, whereas like, you know, if something about chess popped up, I'd be like, Oh, what the fuck's this. Like, yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah. But for someone else, that's super important. And yeah. they want to see that. So, uh, yeah. Interesting. Mm. But, uh, yeah. The other thing that's been clogging my feed a lot lately or last <laughs> week is, uh, uh, Prince Philip passing away is it's philip yeah is prince yeah, philip yeah prince yeah. philip all right queen's queen's husband yeah, yeah. 99 not out well now he is <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty i hope you don't have any listeners from the uk they will be thrown bricks well that's the thing because i just don't it's this is where i like yeah well we do i know we do have listeners from the uk well of that descent anyway yeah. and i don't want to be rude or anything but it's just like i just don't i don't get the importance of it yeah um, I still don't understand the whole monarch and what they do. Yeah. Um, and I've Googled it to try and work this out. And I don't even think they know or Google knows. <laughs> I just think it's a big sham that they're, they just, they get, they've got a lot of money. I don't know why. And all it says is that they support, you know, the nation and mm. blah, blah, blah. But I don't think they rock up and do much work day to day. Like I just like I understand what the prime minister does and and what they're doing, yeah. what the government's doing. Yeah. But but what's the monarch doing? Yeah. And it's like why are they still floating in around? such a position of yeah. power? No, yeah. it makes sense. I think it's like cultural differences. Yeah. Because um. And that's just me being naive to the fact that I don't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah. I so mean, you're not. Your heritage isn't from the UK. No. So, but I think it's like mine is. So <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so like we're all pretty much from the UK. Well, mine is actually, I think Scottish was my mm. descendancy. So, um, no, I think the way they put it or the way I heard it's been put is that they've got like the prime minister and all the government mm-hmm. and then essentially the queen and that monarch, mm. they act as like a, like a civil rights um, mm. act almost mm. like as in they, they act to make sure that the government is uh, aren't doing things is, is purely for yeah yeah line. they're doing the thing right by their people yeah. and I think that's why they're in the position although I feel with Who's you as well yeah like, <laughs> you know, like I think it's a bit of just a battle between but I, I don't know I do I see your same there's point. probably some people listening to this who know what's going on and they're just like these two are fucking yeah. absolute clowns I've <laughs> got no idea but anyway I just think like you know Good on them for still being in the position that they're in. Yeah. Whatever, obviously, they've done well. But I, I can just see it going to shambles, though, with, you know, the whole um, Meghan Markle and, yeah. and Prince Harry leaving. Well, he's not the prince anymore, just Harry 
yeah. <laughs> leaving <laughs> um nothing. yeah <laughs> like leaving the whole um royalty royals, yeah. yeah like royals and then like that kicking up a storm um yeah i don't know i just feel like it, it it's the way of the way that today's society is that it's going to become more of a tyranny rather than something which will be you know blessing their, their oh, state yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely lost its sense of like princess diana back in the day was mm. my mum used to um she was so froth. inspired by her yeah. Yeah, i didn't want to use the word froth <laughs> <laughs> um she was so inspired by her and like always looked up to her as a role model mm, mm. and like when she passed away i remember mum said she was crying oh, it was like, a big deal. Yeah, yeah she yeah. couldn't deal with it well then now it's like if you know which like prince philip passing away has had yeah. some impact especially for the uk population yeah. for sure but i think it's internationally it's it's not less really yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's like oh well, yeah yeah he's 99 no. oh poor bloke yeah. yeah that would be big though the, him and the and the queen being together for so long and now she's just yeah well running the ship by herself i don't know how yeah. much interaction those two probably had in the later years i don't anyway. know they <laughs> doubtful there was much happening yeah i but feel though like she is human at the end of the day mum was talking to me about it a few people don't think she is but hey a few people don't think yeah. that but <laughs> well mum was saying like she thinks that because the queen's only human she's like a lot of the times when you know, two, a couple has been together for such a long time mm. and one of them passes away. Oh, yeah. Same thing happened with my so great granddad. Yeah. yeah his, like, his wife passed away and then quickly. he just deteriorated so yeah, quickly. Yeah. Well, I think it's called, well, it's, I think there is a scientific term around it, but you can literally have, you can die from a broken heart. As yeah. Well, and that's like a, um, typically in that circumstance where you have been, partner with someone for so long yeah. they've been such a big part of your life it can it can occur and I, it is so common i think people listening would agree they'd all probably know someone who's passed away yeah. very soon after a close loved one has yeah yeah no so i think that's an interesting point it'd be interesting to see how she fares out the next couple of months to a few years to see how she mm. if she can hold her hold herself together it's a it's a first world problem yeah. that's for sure <laughs> Any any other first world problems? I guess while we're on on the topic of that, uh, you know, yeah, tickling your fancy lately. Um, first world problem. We just <laughs> we've just had Easter. Yeah. Right? So I've got one. Just had Easter. Um, obviously, um, which I love. Like Easter's, you know, oh, it's all right. You know, it's just time to catch up with family and friends or whatever. But I've had this conversation with a lot of people lately. Um, it's just it. It just doesn't make sense to me why we give out chocolate on Easter or how the fuck that became a thing. <laughs> because, you know, obviously, like, health and fitness and everything can, um, you know, it's become much more prevalent and uh, over the last few years, you know. I think health wasn't such a big thing, you know, mm. way back when. So the Industry's growing. I think the idea of handing out chocolate, you know, and everyone eating chocolate all day, or fucking all weekend yeah. wasn't such a big deal back then. But yeah. now, like, how is that still a thing where we're such a health-conscious nation um, or even just society in general? Yeah. And we still think it's just a good idea to just hand everyone chocolate and eat chocolate all day and kids waking up and having chocolate, chocolate for breakfast. For like, yeah. <laughs> where did that come into a point where everyone was like, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> like Christmas, I understand. Like you wake up and you give each other gifts and everything like that. I get the idea of, you know, gift giving. Mm. 
like that's great. You know, sometimes you get gifts which you really need or sometimes have a really useful purpose. Sometimes you resell them. Yeah, yeah, often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, you catch up and you eat a lot of food or whatever. That Mm. happens, I get it. But who, like, where did this idea of waking up and, oh, like, here's some chocolate, like, (laughs) let's eat the eggs and, like... Jesus passed away on the day of Easter. Yeah, well... Let's eat some chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where did him and chocolate yeah. tie in together? Yeah. And I just love how... If you know, let us know. <laughs> like, religion is so... You know, so many people have their views on religion, but mm. then, oh, Easter... Yeah, that sounds like... Yeah, well, all right. Well, let's be religious for that day. Oh, Good Friday. Like, don't eat seafood. Uh, like, yeah, you know, don't eat... No don't meat. Eat meat. Yeah. You have to eat seafood. Although you sinned all during the week yeah. and probably slept with, you know, someone that's not your wife yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But, but you can't eat meat. Yeah, no eating Friday. meat. You go to hell if you do. Yeah. I don't know. I find that bizarre. Anyway, that was a bit of a first world problem that I was dealing with over the last week. I think just the fact that you get so much chocolate as well. I think when you're dieting, which I sort of was over the Easter period, I'm not like too fussed about it. I still enjoy myself or whatever. But you're left with all these eggs. And so you're just in that conundrum of what to do with them. It's like you either you just eat them, yeah, or or they're just going to lie around for weeks. Yeah, and it's like what are you going to do? Do you throw them out? Is that the right thing to do? And they're hags eggs. You don't really want to throw out fifty dollars worth mm. of eggs. Yeah. So, first world problem. First world problem. Yeah. Well, another first world problem is when you go to someone's house, mm. or yeah, you go to someone's house and they offer you. Something to like eat or something, and they've got something to yeah, suppress your appetite. <laughs> like hosting skills. <laughs> actually, that is a first world problem. Oh, you know, actually. like people that, that go, yeah, yeah, like you rock up to a house. Yeah. And I always thought, my parents always used to tell me, oh, it's all about being a good host, mm. like offering someone a drink of water. Been to a few people's places recently. Mm. And like, they're just shit hosts. Like, I don't mean to throw shade. I think on the flip side of that is too, is just having shit guests come over too. Oh. Like people, like say you're hosting a dinner party. It's like, you know, like we've had this experience. It was like hosting a dinner party. It's like, well, you know what? Bring a bottle of wine or something. Yeah. Then you have people that rock up with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you fucking, we've been to a dinner party where someone bought fucking water. Yeah. <laughs> like that's. You know, you know oh. what I mean? first world problem, but yeah. fuck, there's, well, there's first world problems and there's just being a shit bloke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, legit. Even like, do you know, well, let's go off into this topic because it's good. When you talk about um, when someone invites you over and then we've had this as well when we mm. both went to someone's place for mm. dinner and they don't cook enough dinner <laughs> <laughs> and you're still hungry after. And then it's like, Everyone, I don't know what it is. Like you know if we've got fast metabolism, yeah, but nah, everyone else nah, is like, oh, nah, I'm nah. stuffed. No, nah, you go because because you go to certain houses, you go to a Wog family's <laughs> house. Like you're not gonna leave. Hungry. Yeah, but then yeah, you go. So <laughs> the worst as well is when say like say you've gone for dinner and there's a group of six people there, and they bring out maybe they bring out something where there's fucking seven <laughs> serves of it. So it's like everyone finishes and there's one thing yeah. in, the, in, in the middle and there's four people that are still hungry. And you have to do that awkward, oh, like, <laughs> do you want that? Nah, 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 nah. But, like, if no one's going to have it, yeah. oh, I was going to have it. But it's always the trying to be the gentleman's, you know, choice of trying to make the other person, like, oh, do you have it? Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're real first world problems. Yeah. Bro. That is huge, though. Like, yeah, like, just even shit guests, though, when they don't offer you a drink mm. and you're just kind of, 
sitting there and you're like, oh. or you feel too awkward to say yes to the drink. Yeah. Like if they've, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's too much of a hassle for them. So they've got mm. a new bottle of Coca-Cola <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you want a Coke? And it's like, oh, like, yeah, that's, that's fine. They're like, oh, there's a new bottle in the fridge. It's like, oh, like, no, don't worry. You, you keep that bottle. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, mm. anyway. actually, you know what I get, I get a lot. Cause this has actually happened. Like probably it's happened quite often recently and you go out for dinner. Um, and this is just, this is probably more my problem because I'm such a sweet tooth, but go out for dinner with a group of people and like, they're like, oh, like, way to come around. It's like, oh, like, would you guys like to see the dessert menu? I'm like, fucking yeah. yeah. It's the worst. yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, no, I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. And they're like, oh, like, I guess I won't either. Oh, like, why not? Like, because I don't want to be the only person sitting eating. here eating dessert and yeah. six other people waiting to leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're like, I'll just stop at Macca's on the way home and get yeah. a Sunday. <laughs> Literally is a conversation that I have all yeah. the time. It's so yeah. annoying. Uh, it's literally happened, I think, like the last three dinners that I've been out for. So, um, yeah, just a hot tip for anyone listening and going out for dinner with me. Don't feel bad about ordering dessert. Get, I'll, I'll join you. Get the menu. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair enough. Well, they are some pretty first world problems. Mm. Um, I mean, the last one we're going to touch on was like Easter eggs in the fridge. Mm. Other thing is like what belongs in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people that don't put sauce. It causes serious debate. Yeah. Oh, like sauce does belong in the fridge it yeah. says it on the packet keep yeah. in keep refrigerated mm-hmm. well i think that's the problem because people do the the whole argument of well when you go to the shops it's not refrigerated <laughs> but like, it's also not open yes yeah. it's fucking sealed yeah. <laughs> it's it's you go to the shops and you buy your fresh produce you like your tomatoes aren't in the fridge section they're generally just sitting on the bloody yeah you know in the fresh produce area and um Oh god, it creates a bit of uproar though. Mm. Is there any any like doozies that you've seen where people are chocolates a controversial? Chocolates a controversial one. But see, I, again, personally, I'm just such a fan of chocolate. I'll eat it either way. Yeah. But I know a lot of people who are very anti fridge. Mm. Um, I find it takes away. I don't know if it does or not, but I feel the top layer of the chocolate. <laughs> loses some of its flavor and sweetness when i put it in the fridge i don't, I don't know about so, that. I, so i always pull it out because we, we i was like why put it in the fridge You're like oh we've got heaps of chocolate out there mm. i was like oh fair enough but then i wouldn't say i put it in because i enjoy the flavor and i always put it in there because we had so much chocolate yeah. on a hot day but yeah it's like yeah i understand fair. where you're coming from yeah so i was thinking oh well anyway i pulled out the chocolate from the fridge for about five minutes mm. and then it's okay so we had um we've got like a group inbox with a bunch of uh, fellas in it and yeah it's like um, great that i'm a part of it <laughs> <laughs> it's like you don't want to be trust me <laughs> i think i think it was a, i don't know what it was it might have been snapchat then or something mm. but um someone put up a snap of i think it was like an apple or it might have been me and I, I was grabbing an apple from the fridge or something and everyone was like having an uproar that i had my apples in the fridge and everyone was cracking the shits that I had apples in the fridge. And I was like, you got to be kidding. Like, yeah. There's nothing better than a cold, cold apple. apple. Like, who wants to eat a warm apple? Yeah. It's I like think like, out of all the fucking guys, like 10 guys, only one agreed with me. Nah, apples like, go on the fridge. Mm, yeah. 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 I don't know. I know there's some other doozies that people, I think sauce is a big one as well. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I think some people just don't have their head screwed on right. Yeah. Well, you know, if you're hosting us. Just know <laughs> <laughs> plenty sauce of food, fridge, plenty sauce of in the food. fridge. Yeah. And then you should be fine. Yeah. Offer us a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and um, something that's easy to open. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a long-winded episode with a few tangents here and there, but I hope mm. you guys enjoyed that episode. Um, just keeping up to date with everything that's happening, I suppose. It's just like give our take on it and, you know, hopefully some people agree and hopefully some don't because I think if you don't, that's probably makes it more interesting. Yeah. yeah to get your uh, your take on some of our standpoints um, on some of those topics. So, mm. yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Yeah, we've got a third microphone so you can come in and try and argue your point uh, towards us. We don't need us, that. So, you know. Oh, we'll catch you in the next episode. <laughs> All right, Crow. See you soon. Peace out.